Hello, and welcome to The Link Podcast, the industry's link to learn, innovate, news, and knowledge in global supply chain intelligence, hosted by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. We cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and new technologies to food safety and sustainability impacting today's supply chains. My name is Brielle Jekyll, the managing editor here, and happy Thanksgiving to everyone listening. The supply chain disruptions have been rampant this past year, and everyone is wondering how this will affect the holiday season in terms of gift giving. But what about the Thanksgiving table, given that the food supply chain has been disrupted as well? Well, today we hear from an expert from Anaplan who will explain how these disruptions will manifest during Thanksgiving this year and the next. So let's link into that conversation now. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. I am here with Evan Kwasney, who is the VP of Global Supply Chain Solutions at Anaplan. Hi, Evan. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today. Hey, thanks for y'all. Thanks for having me. I hope I didn't butcher your name. (laughs) Oh, no, it was great. It was perfect, actually. So today I want to talk about Thanksgiving, which is coming up. We're all very excited for it, um, but there's a lot going on in the supply chain. So we kind of wanted to discuss all the things that are happening in the disruptions in the supply chain and how that's really going to affect Thanksgiving this year. So what would you say are some of the disruptions that are happening in the supply chain that could affect the Thanksgiving table this year? That's a That's a great question. I think Maybe let's start with the second half first of what is the real impact on the Thanksgiving table. Um, I I was reading a recent report in the news uh, just over the last couple of days talking about what the price of Thanksgiving would be for the average family. And I think this coming Thanksgiving is going to be one of the highest price increases that has been seen uh, across the board for a long time. In some cases, if I remember correctly, about a 25% price increase in the cost of a Thanksgiving meal. Some families that may not impact so much, but for a lot of families, that's going to be a real pinch on the pocketbook, particularly as we get towards the holiday season. And in a lot of those cases, some of that price increase is driven by supply chain disruptions that stretch back for months, in some cases, even all the way back to last year, uh, as as, uh, some of the growers were thinking about what are the decisions they need to make. So those disruptions, from my perspective, fall into a couple of categories. First, not only has the price of fuel gone up significantly, but given the capacity shortage of drivers, trucks, and other material to be moving goods around the country, a lot of logisticians are really facing pressure. And as a result, you've seen logistics costs and prices increase across the board. In a lot of cases, that's being passed directly on to some of the consumers. Um, Further, in some of the other cases, there has been now for some time a lot of question in producers' minds for producing some of the food is what is the size of gatherings that's going to take place? Last year at Thanksgiving, there were decisions being made in the summer of how big of a chicken or how big of a turkey will I need to feed a family at Thanksgiving? Normally you have a, a large family gathering, but because of COVID and what was going on with the pandemic, the question was, will these gatherings take place at the size and scale they will? I think a lot of that concern and uncertainty still persists as we're entering this holiday season. And the real question is, do we have the right size birds available to meet and support? Did we have, and those are decisions that were made earlier in the calendar year. And we're now kind of, uh, we're seeing what will that actually look like as we get forward. 
Do you think there's going to be some products that are actually going to be missing from the Thanksgiving table for, you know, the av average family who isn't thinking about costs, but in terms of, can I get this product? Yeah. Is there availability supply? That's a good question. I think it's going to vary based on a couple of factors. First is going to be kind of the, the geographic distribution. Um, in some parts of the, uh, of the U.S. and maybe in you know, some of the satellite areas around the world that do celebrate Thanksgiving, the question is going to be, how do I, did I have enough coming into that? We've heard discussions around things like you know, potential pumpkin shortages in canned pumpkin and, and other areas. The question is less about, am I short here by see what is the channel through which I'm buying? So for the producers of a lot of, a lot of these different goods, in often cases, it's not, am I putting it on the shelf, but it's which shelves am I prioritizing to put that onto? Namely, which of those channel partners and those resellers and grocers do I work with on a regular basis that actually will put the product in stores and can guarantee that volume at the, at the unfortunate elevated price that I may want to charge by C, not having it present at all. So I think one of the big things to keep in mind is that if you're looking and shopping for kind of what I would consider the... Uh, the main components of the uh, of the of the Thanksgiving meal, getting that from sort of a, a more established grocer that's going to have the ability to actually be moving that volume is probably going to be one of your safest bets to make sure you can actually find the products that you're looking for. I was in the grocery store today and I actually was surprised. I was like, there's so many cans of pumpkin here. And I mm -hmm. normally, I try and buy pumpkin all year round because I have dogs and it's mm -hmm. good for their stomachs and yep. I have trouble finding it sometimes. So I was pleased to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, in the case of pumpkin, at least from, from my understanding and looking in the past, pretty good shelf life. So it can be stored and held onto for a, a long period of time. Part of this is also just getting it in store and making sure people know that it's available Right. It's uh, a big piece of what folks are thinking about right now. This is actually the first time I saw traditional pumpkin can and then also pumpkin pie can to get on the same shelf at the same time. Normally it's one or the other. Like I've never yep. been able to choose before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and again, I think those types of trade-offs and those decisions are being made by grocery planners all over the place. They're thinking, mm -hmm. let's, let's get the right products on the shelf. In some cases, it's also, I have a lot of availability and moving that for moving that out the door. Right. I can imagine that as we're seeing lesser things available, you know, this isn't available so I can put more of this out because there's more shelf space. Precisely. And in fact, even if you go to your grocery store and you look above the shelves right now, there's already going to be boxes stacking up of all sorts of what's coming next. So mm -hmm. there's a clear there's always a shortage of space and availability. The next question though is especially in the grocery industry is that are there enough uh, workers and employees to actually bring bring those goods out, get them out of storage or get them off the truck and get them on the shelf quickly enough? So everyone right. is facing a, a shortage of just people uh, around the world right now. And I think that's just this is going to be one of many instances of how quickly will that be getting out? Absolutely. Do you think that we're going to see these same kinds of issues or themes happening next Thanksgiving? Ooh, that's, that's a good question. The a couple ways to think about that. <clears throat> so as I mentioned earlier, we saw similar uncertainty last Thanksgiving and last holiday period. Certainly those the micro supply chain issues the world was experiencing a year ago that have continued to amplify and we're now, you know, it doesn't a day doesn't go by without hearing about it on the news right now. <clears throat> it's taken us a year and a half to get into the pandemic at this point. 
And it's probably going to take a year and a half plus to get out of where we stand. The question about will we be experiencing these, these disruptions next year is going to come down to a couple of factors. Is that how much in advance can the different producers have the confidence and the visibility that they need for what are the types of products people are going to be buying and consuming uh, at that point in time? That's where capabilities and technologies like demand sensing or the ability to bring in information off of social media are really critical to get a sense of what are people thinking about? Because, you know, if you can start turkeys, uh, you know, a week or two later, they will be smaller birds to support what you need. If I see starting earlier, bigger birds are a little more expensive, et cetera. So really important timing considerations of what to think about. Certainly what the supply chain uh, looks like next year will also really depend on the, the personal level of risk and comfort that uh, individuals have, take vaccination status off the table for a moment, but really looking at what are, you know, the, what's the level of comfort with travel? In some cases, a lot of folks are traveling a lot more this year. In other cases, people are still holding back. Is that going to still be the same case next year? And those are the types of considerations that are really going to weigh on, will we see these disruptions really based on the demand coming from consumers across the board and having the available supply to support that? Yeah, I've, I've noticed that it's not even something I've just noticed, but obviously the supply chain has become such a major topic in terms of consumers, um, whereas usually it used to be more behind the scenes and an afterthought and not something really talked about in the news all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I think consumers are really taking into consideration what's going on in the world and in the supply chain and informing their shopping habits and, you know, like you said, travel habits. Do you think that consumers are really going to change the way they handle Thanksgiving this year and the way they shop based on these supply chain issues? Ooh, that's a good question. I think certain segments of the population will think a little bit differently. Some of it may be price related. Some of it may be just sort of gathering hesitancy and sensitivity related. Um, I know at least for on a you know, personal basis, there's a, an ongoing discussion in, uh, in the greater family of, hey, do we do we have everyone get together like we did two, three years ago? Or does everyone kind of still do their own little things at home? And that's a, an ongoing you know, email listserv discussion that the family is having right now. And I think you know certain parts of the family may end up choosing to go forward. Other parts may not. And it's going to be kind of each one's decision of what they want to do. So I think there still is some consideration. There still is some hesitancy on, on the larger gatherings that typically would inform kind of the larger purchases of which is the a different part of the market um, in terms of the goods that are being produced. But across the board, I think there's still going to be a lot of different ways customers and consumers are thinking about how they want to consume those Thanksgiving goods. But, you know, that's a long way of saying the Thanksgiving meal is classic. It's, you know, a core part of what uh, United States is, is all about. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of change to move away from some of those traditions that families have established over the years. Hopefully, little substitutions can go a long way. I'm wondering if everyone's kind of going to flock to the stores, you know, early to get their stuff. I know, I, I know when I was at the store, I saw the turkeys were all, already out and people were buying them. And so I'm wondering, like, oh, you're buying it weeks early. Like, are, are we really preparing this far in advance? And I think... I think, yeah, people want to keep that tradition alive. They want to keep their staples. And so mm -hmm. they'll prepare. But precisely, right? It's, um, you know, in the spirit of, of supply chain management, as a supply chain leader, oftentimes the, the pressure is around cost management or the pressure may be on shipping the right products. But 
there's a, an implicit assumption that has always been there, which is the goods are available. And right now where we stand because of some of the global volatility and complexity and disruption that everyone has been experiencing for a year and a half, that availability of supply is a lot you know, less sure than it was in the past. And so that, that percolates all the way to consumer perspectives. If I can purchase early and I can assure that I'll have the right, you know, pumpkin, green beans, cranberries, whatever it may be, purchase now, even if it's going to be maybe a, a frozen by sea fresh or something like that, that goes a long way to, to your point, preserving that experience, preserving that tradition. And then I'll, I'll fill as I get closer with some of those fresh goods. Well, that's all I have time for, for today. Thank you so much for coming on and discussing this with me. Great. Thank you, Riel. I really appreciate the time. Yeah. And I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. I hope the entire U.S. has a great Thanksgiving supply chain and all. <laughs> Agreed. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and tune in every Tuesday for our episodes of Link by a food logistics and supply and demand chain executive. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a thumbs up or a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Riel for more of what's happening in the supply chain. And do not forget to hit subscribe on the Spotify, Apple, and Google playlist apps so you never miss an episode.